Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CONCACAF Champions League Review Show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the Four Steams Fire American Soccer Show, the CONCACAF Champions League Final 2002-2020 edition. As the two clubs that were fighting for this tournament, once again, it is uh, Tigres taking on Los Angeles FC, and unfortunately for LAFC, who had a 1-0 lead, they just uh, could not get a second, and Tigris found a way once again to go out, and uh, once again, Liga MX wins the CONCACAF Champions League. But the truth is, this was a great final. Uh, this was a very, very great final. Much better uh, opponent in Tigris, much more professional than Club America was. And all you can say is, for LAFC, you know what? They did a great job. They did a fantastic job of getting this deep, getting this, um, just, just to get this deep into the tournament and to get to the final. And they did all their best. Maybe a call didn't go their way. Maybe they were starting to lose a little steam, but, you know, give credit to Tigris that was able to go out there and uh, find a way to to just get the ne- goals necessary to win the title. Joining me right now from Switch the Pitch, of course, covering LAFC, Araceli Villanueva. Araceli, I know it's a tough one to swallow. Um, I-, I thought LAFC was in this match from start to finish. A little slow at the start, but still, though, they were able to get into this match. It just they couldn't get that second goal. Just really tough not to see them get that second goal. Yes, LAFC definitely had a few frustrating moments in the first 10 minutes as Tigres clearly controlled possession and looked strong in their passing, keeping Vela out. But fortunately, LAFC was able to come back to life around the 20th minute mark to keep that first half scoreless. And then uh, Diego Rossi gets that opening goal early in the second half. It it starts to look like it's going to go LEFC's way. But unfortunately, in the final moment, 0-1 deficit to make it a 2-1 to victory for them. Um, first off, congratulations to Tigres for winning the final. And as for LEFC, I – but at the end of the day, I'm very proud of this team. We definitely had our moments. We could have easily walked away with the win here. But considering everything going up to this moment of being in the final, it's just incredible uh, display from this team. And hopefully we see uh, greater uh, moments in the future. You know, I, I really have to say once again, when you defeat at least three consecutive Liga MX sides, that has to say something about how Bob Bradley and LAFC were able to go out 
and uh, compete in this tournament this season. I mean, they almost pulled off four consecutive, and I got to say, uh, a job well done again uh, by LAFC RSLE. Yes, an absolute job well done by the Black and Gold. As you mentioned, they were able to be the first MLS team to defeat three Liga MX teams consecutively. It could have been a fourth, but unfortunately it did not go their way tonight. It's kind of the little things that you take as little victories along the way. So for them to, again, you know, get this far, it's just absolutely incredible. Joining us right now, John Jagu, SoccerChronicles.com, as well as the Cantina MX podcast. John, uh, let's just say it right now. Tuca, Tuca Ferretti finally getting the monkey off his back, finally getting the title that he so wanted so badly. Um, he's a hard man, obviously. He's a, a, a taskmaster as uh, we we all know that he is in Liga MX, and to see him finally get the long-awaited Continental Championship, uh, you know, just like Victor Vucetic did for uh, Monterey, uh, let's be honest, Tuca did a great job in this tournament. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, good evening, Daniel. I'm glad to be on with you again. You know, I was thinking about this uh, when uh, when when Tigres got the uh, what it turned out to be the game winner, and they showed a replay of of Duke on the sideline celebrating, which is so unlike him to 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 show. I mean, not that he doesn't show emotion; he usually shows, you know, the, his his displays of emotion are usually on the other side of the ledger. You know, he, he usually uh, gets real real mad about stuff, but he actually, uh, you know, showed some. You know, he was he was he was extremely happy, and and, and it maybe. You know, you know, think back to his to his career, not just as a player, as coach. I mean, he's won everything. He's won he's won this tournament as a player when he was with Pumas. He won championships with Pumas in, in, in the Mexican League, and and then you know he wins uh, uh, one of the winningest coaches in Liga MX history, both in, in just overall wins and also in titles. But but you're right, this is the one trophy that had eluded him, particularly when you know they played in you know in three finals over the past was it four or five years. And uh, you know they've lost to, uh, to to Pachuca and they lost to Club America and then they lost you know mo- you know probably the most painful one was uh, to uh, to Monterrey uh, just uh, I guess in the in the last tournament. So for for them to get this and and and, and to do it coming from behind uh, with with two goals in the second half uh, is just a real a, a tribute to a to a team and a guy that uh, you know for for whatever reason in this tournament, just, they just didn't seem to have that extra, that extra push to, 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 to get them to where they could be in position to win. Um, I mean, they, they've come out flat in, in, in all the finals that they played in this, in, in this tournament in the past, and they came out flat again tonight. And uh, I mean, it almost seemed like that the, the, the goal that, that LAFC got for whatever crazy reason kind of changed the game completely. And uh, uh, Diggins was able to respond relatively quickly, and I think from that point on, uh, you know, the, you, you could see the experience you know, the, the, that Diggins has uh, enjoyed and, and learned from over the past five years. I mean, they've they've played in games like this uh, repeatedly. You know, LAFC obviously has it because I mean they're only three years old. I mean, they're, they're, they they will get 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 to that point 
sooner than later. But you, you, could, just, you could just see how their experience in, in, in playing finals and, and, and cup finals and tournament finals uh, was, was, it, it, it was palpable though in, in those last 15 minutes. And uh, they were able to get uh, uh, just a, ter- a terrific goal with, with a guy who didn't do anything the whole night. You know, you know, puts one. You know, he takes his one shot, and and, and it goes. You know, it, it completely fools the goalkeeper and goes into the net. It's just, a, just a really, just uh, just a fascinating way for Tigres to, uh, to to win this. It was the only Mexican team, Daniel. The way we we talked about this in the last show, that was actually playing well in this tournament, and uh, you know, they they were able to get a, a a win against a really tough side that was playing easily the best soccer the whole tournament and uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm again i'm just um i've told you many times daniel that i that, that Duke and i have had a relationship for a long time uh, he was one of my favorite players as a kid growing up and uh it's it's somebody that i will, will always uh carry a torch for in the in, in the soccer world so to speak so i just I, I cannot tell you how happy i am for 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 a guy who's you know he, i know he's brazilian but but has lived in Mexico since the early '70s, so he might as well be Mexican. You know, he spent you know more than two thirds of his life in Mexico, and uh, to be able to, to to give so much of himself and to, and and to have, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're both giving each other so much. I'm I'm just thrilled for the guy. I I couldn't. I hope that Duca can now retire uh, without any, uh, 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 you know, rocks in his shoes or thorns in his side of things that, that he didn't accomplish. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think that he's 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 accomplished, you know, for 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 a player and coach in Mexico, he's accomplished everything he could possibly accomplish as both a player and a coach, uh, and playing in in, in in Mexican soccer. So I mean, he really is a, just a, a a true giant of the game uh, in Liga Mekis, and uh, you know, and, and this was, uh, you know, I know that, it, that we're not going to have to go for much longer. Uh, uh, as a coach, you know, this to me would be just a, just a fitting way for him to, to uh, you know, over the next couple of years to say sayonara and say, man, you know, I, I did it, and I did it my way, and I have the results to, to back me up. So it's uh, – I'm, I'm really happy for the guy. No, I mean, you know, he's done everything possible in, the, in League MX – and uh, as of right now, LAFC uh, is going to the makeshift podium at Explorer Stadium. They're about to get their uh, their silver medals, their second place medals. Uh, LAFC manager Bob Bradley, uh, Araceli, you know, we've we've known Bob to be such a at the same time also a, a taskmaster. But you know, Bob's been a, a hard nosed manager, not just for the Chicago Fire. Winning two Open Cup titles, the uh, their 1998 expansion season in Chicago, winning the MLS Cup, um, you know, sending the Metro Stars, of course now New York Red Bulls, to an Open Cup final in, back in 2003, and uh, winning a Supporters Shield for LAFC, and uh, it led them to this Champions League and this run. Uh, Bob Bradley to be commended, obviously, uh, Araceli for a job well done, even though. Uh, there won't be hoisting the trophy, but still, though, uh, we all know how well built LAFC has been within three seasons is amazing. Yeah, it's Bob Bradley is definitely a well-decorated coach, and his accomplishments uh, speak for themselves. Um, as far as getting LAFC to this moment, it just adds to 
um, his listing of accomplishments. Right now, as we're watching um, LAFC receive the medal, the silver medal, it, it just proves what he's able to do within a short span of time. The club has only been around for three years, so I see bigger things coming in the future. Perhaps a, an MLS Cup final, maybe even winning the Supporters' Shield again. It, you never know with these things, but it, it just goes to show that his system is clearly working. And, John, we're seeing Tigris right now getting their first-place medals on the makeshift podium. You know, I tweeted, John, that the two men that were kept quiet and the two men that were highlighted for this final was Carlos Vela of LAFC and Andre Pierre Ginoc of Tigris. And <laughs> I think maybe five, seven minutes later, it's Ginoc who gets the match winner. Um, just incredible. And not saying anything wrong about Vela. Vela has done amazing things as well. But, you know, when... You know, when Ginoc gets defended strongly in this one, and it's that one little moment that he can just turn it on a dime and bury a big ball like he did late in the second half. Uh, it, it's amazing what the Frenchman has done since coming over to uh, Liga MX <clears throat> and being a part of Tuca's uh, Tigres and how he gets that match winner and the big title. You know, you're absolutely right, Daniel. And this is, if I'm not mistaken, I think in the five years that uh, that Gignac has played um, in Mexico, uh, I believe, that, that except for last year, and don't quote me on this, but I think except for last year, they've played a final around Christmas uh, every year since since, uh, since Gignac has been there. He is, he is a... Uh, obviously, just you know, a, a, an integral part of of of, of, of uh, success uh, that they that they have enjoyed in these five years. And uh, uh, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago, Daniel, about about Gignac and and, and, the, and the legacy that he's going to leave behind. And uh, he, uh, you know, Mexico obviously has uh, just a, a, a huge amount of, of, of foreign players in, in the league. But the re- but the reality is, is that while many of them have played very well, there, there have been few that have just really set themselves apart uh, as far as uh, their their greatness and, and, and winning championships and, and and accomplishing just this you know just uh, a crazy amount of things and uh, and and dominating the league uh, at their position. And I think that uh, that, that Gignac is. Uh, uh, he's he's getting very close to if not he's already crossed that threshold to be considered one of one of those great great foreign players. Like not nothing not, not to take anything away from Carlos Vela. I think Carlos Vela is an outstanding player. I've uh, watched Carlos Vela's career uh, since he was a 15 year old uh, winning the uh, the 2005 championship uh, World World Cup uh, uh, the U17. So he was two years uh, younger than most of the players and uh, just had an absolutely sensational tournament. And he goes to Arsenal and. Uh, you know, probably could have played extremely well at Arsenal if, if it weren't for the fact that he just didn't have the consistency uh, due to the fact that he was, you know, he, he would either get injured or he'd have to go on international duty, you know, which again, for an 18 year old, just, is just bananas uh, to, to, have to, to have to do that. And, uh, you know, he was a terrific player in Spain and he, came, and he comes over to the U.S. and, and, and proves that, 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 yes, he is a, a world class, he's a world class talent regardless of what league he plays in. And uh, he showed it in this tournament. He showed uh, glimpses of it tonight. 
he had a couple of chances that he that uh, especially I think right after the one zero where he could have just absolutely put a uh, just uh, buried Tigres and he didn't do it uh, for whatever reason today it just it just didn't happen for him and again that happens and not uh, ten minutes later it's uh, I guess fifteen minutes later it's uh, it, it's like you like pointed out Gignac who hadn't touched the ball all night had just. And the balls that he did touch, I mean, Gignac looked like, have you ever played tennis when you're playing up against the wall and the wall hits the ball back at you? That's what Gignac was saying. He just, he just could not keep control of any balls. And then he gets the one pass, like you said, and he just was able to, you know, and, and, and again, it just, it, just, it just goes to show how smart he is. You know, how many times do you see a guy in that position just really crank one and just, and just blast it and either blast it right at the keeper or blast it over the bar or around it? And, uh, you know, Gignac's like, you know, I got this, I got this opportunity. And all you have to do is just give it a hard pass to the back of the net. And it goes in. It just, it just goes to show that you don't have to kill the ball to, to, to one, make good contact, and then two, to be effective. And, uh, you know, he, he completely uh, fooled the goalkeeper. And it goes in the net. And, and they, I mean, honestly, I was, not, I was not expecting that. I thought they would either go to, uh, to, to, to penalties or, or maybe somebody was going to win an extra time. And I was not expecting uh, to stick at that second goal. And, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, I, I, mean, I think both players um, had their, well, you know, but I think Vela had more moments offensively than Gignac did. But Gignac, you know, you got to you gotta cash it in. And he had, the, you know, the one big chance he had, uh, you know, he did what he had to do. And because of that, Tigres is now going to the one, the, the one tournament that, that they've been dying to go to for the past five years. And uh, you know what? They have – as good a chance as, as, as any Mexico team has had in the, in the club world cup uh, because of the fact that they do, they do have a, a, a pretty decent array of, of, of talented players on, on their side. So, you know, if, if they can, you know, it, it's always better to get the South American draw pass than it is to get the European pass because uh, I, I think it would probably be a, be a little easier for not easier, but more manageable for, 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 for Tigres or for LAFC or, or whoever from CONCACAF ever makes it out of uh, this tournament to play the South American side to get to the finals and to play, you know, uh, one of the European juggernauts. Because, I mean, those guys, it's it's no contest. I mean, they uh, – it, it maybe used to be different when uh, more South American players stayed in South America, but with, with the absolute top players in the world and the, and the, the cream of the crop playing for those teams, uh, it's just uh, – you know, you want if you want to play them, play them in the final, not in the semifinal. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, Tigres will get the, uh, the the South American pass to the to the final. Definitely, and just to go back on Ginoc, obviously, I'll always go by uh, Craig Burley of ESPN when uh, Thierry Henry returned to Arsenal and played at Leeds in the FA Cup when he scored his goal, and it wasn't a hard shot. It, he didn't bury it. I mean, he basically just you know, side footed it in. And I always remember what uh, Greg Burley always says. You don't have to batter it. You don't have to smash it. You just have to place it. And that's what Ginoc also did. He placed it. Exactly. And that's what happened there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, I will always take away because that's how good Henri is or was. And I think that's how good Ginoc is as well. Um, you know, Araceli, um, you probably, I know you probably have to get going soon. Uh, to do a Zoom call for uh, LAFC. But let me just say this finally. Um, you know, it, 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 in this type of match, I know that LAFC had to find their way a little bit in the opening 10, 15 minutes, but 
you know, once again, um, they were on their horses. They were looking to, you know, get a couple past uh, into the net of Tigris and just once again just couldn't find the way. Um, but if I can ask you this, and John can answer that afterwards, what do you think about the refereeing tonight? Because obviously, to me, it looked like the referee was trying his best. He'll call the fouls, but he didn't want to bring out the cards. Oh, my God. You were right, John. <laughs> Are we sure it was a ref and not a fan in disguise? I <laughs> I don't think any cards saw the moonlight tonight. Because um, I believe uh, Carlos Bella had five, could have had five fouls. and Or no, I, excuse me, could have had multiple calls. And, but there was just nothing. It, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think mean, right out of Sandy there were there were, but I think the as Daniel pointed out, uh, I think I think the teams respected each other, and then and then they knew that there were going to be some some plays, but but I, I don't think the ref wanted to be the uh, the deciding factor in in, in 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 the turn. I think I think he was letting us, hey, I'm gonna let you play hard, you know, don't do anything stupid, but I'm gonna let you guys play hard, and I, I think both teams played. Now Vela obviously happened to be the the focal point of the of the LAFC attack, and he and, and he and he did take a lot of a lot of shots. Uh, there is no question about that. Uh, shouldn't could there have been a yellow probably, but uh, but like you know it's a you know the things are called differently in finals, and, and I think that both teams understood that. And uh, and, and honestly, uh, you know usually when you see like when you see the cards not come out, the, the game can get really nasty. And this one didn't. I think that, that that's because of the fact that I think both teams have immense respect for each other, and I think that they just wanted to, you know, they were going to play the game, but they weren't going to uh, the other one out of the game, so to speak, in that way. So they, you know, they they both wanted to win it, and uh, so I think I think the referee was a part of that. And you know, on, on the and then the first half they had that the the, the penalty they want to call it should have been called. You know, probably sure, everybody probably should have been. There should have been probably a red card in the first half too. Um, it was unfortunate, but I don't think that uh, overall. I don't think the referee. Uh, I mean, I thought he did a great job actually. I, I thought that he, uh, he he was he was very fair with uh, with how he did. So did he make mistakes? Sure, but you know, it, you know, in the end, it was uh, those things happened, and then they're going to have VAR next time. And it's just, uh, I mean, what what can you say? I mean, it's just just one of those things. I mean, you know, people people make mistakes, and uh, yeah. But I don't necessarily think the referee was was, was, was horrific. I, th- I think he was very. Uh, he called. He either he refereed a final the way finals should be refereed. I think. You go ahead, Arcelli. No, I, w- I will say on that note that the refereeing that he did do a, a fair job. Of course, there could have been a couple calls he could have made. There, we could have had the penalty in the first half, but. In terms of how this match was played out, I think he did do a fair job in the sense of letting both teams uh, duke it out, per se, and allowing them to, you know, kind of control the tempo without interfering as much. A lot can be said about the referee at the end of the day, but I I think he did do a fair job. Yeah, I think so, too. I I think the referee uh, was trying to keep the cards in the pockets, um, I, I really believe that he didn't want to influence the match the way that, you know, I would say some referees in CONCACAF would. 
uh, when it comes to a club fi- uh, tournament final like this, or at no, least, no, or at he, least he's a clearly a the, the best referee in Kolkata. I can't remember what the gentleman's name is, but he's clearly the best referee in Kolkata. I mean, it's, I mean, he's like the, he's like like this this generation is Achumi. I mean, the dude is really good. He's a, he, he's a good ref. Uh, he he does a great job. Well, you know, I could, this, this isn't the first big game that he's refereed for sure. I, mean, I think he's mm-hmm. it's either he or, or Aguilar that, that refs most of the Mexico U.S. matches, and. Uh, uh, I think I think I think him more so now. No, he he doesn't really just. I I would not shock me honestly to see him uh, refereeing uh, like a World Cup semifinal coming up or a uh, you know a a, yep. a, a gigantic uh, group game. I would it wouldn't shock me at all. He's a really good referee. Is Mr. Mario Escobar? Mario Escobar, that's right. Yeah, he he's done a great job. He uh, it's you know and, and and it's good. We need to have uh, we need to have more refereeing like that. I mean I mean. I mean, honestly, we, we, you know, how many times have we had conversations when we do we watch a Qualcomm game? We're like, oh my God, the referee was was just horrific. You know, just, you, just, you could just go on and on and on and on about how how bad it was. And you know, as Adetelli pointed out, I mean, you know, that that play on the penalty. You know, I think you know, 95% of the time that's called a penalty. I almost feel like the was it blessing that 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 uh, that, uh, that went down on that play. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I, I, I think I think unfortunately for him, I think that he he uh, he tried to oversell it. I think if he would have just fallen down naturally when he got tugged, it would have been a penalty instantly. But I honestly, I I do think that he that he oversold it a little bit, and I think the referee is like, dude, no, <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen today. So uh, I, I do I I do think that 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 that, that did influence him. I think I seriously I think because Blessing was pulled by the jersey, right? Yeah. Isn't that the point? Yeah, yeah he says. So if he falls backwards, what he's pulled. Yeah. Pulled. Right. So if he falls back, you know, or like, or like, or like stops, or, you know, throws his arms, I'm like, oh my God. You know, unfortunately for him, he like his momentum kept him going forward. And then I think he tripped himself. And, I, you know, maybe the referee only saw the trip. You know, who knows? But, but I do think that the, unfortunately for Blessing, that he, uh, he, he sold the wrong part of the, the wrong part of the foul for him. And I think that that, I mean, you know, I mean, you look at NBA play. I mean, they influence refereeing all the time with, with how they, uh, you know, when, when they get fouled, if they get hit, if they, you know, go a certain. And soccer players do it too. I mean, you know, you know, Aryan Robin is probably the greatest example of a guy that that embellishes his his uh, <laughs> the, the the touches that he gets, and uh, you know, and again, nine times out of ten, it works for him because you know what what I will say about players like that is is that they're so good that the referee understands, hey, this guy might get, you know, this guy might get fouled. You know, he's, he's going to get fouled a lot. And so, you know, he, he can get away with it because of that. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, unfortunately, for, 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 for Blessing, I just don't think that he, uh, that, 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 he, that he sold it well enough for the referee to buy it. And again, you're going to have to like really, but it's just, uh, you know, it, it's a final. I will say this, though. I do think that, that, uh, that, LAFC, aside from Vela, has probably, as far as young talent, has far and away the best winger in, in, in the Americas in Diego Rossi. He is just a – he – it would not shock me if, if a Cuba America or a Cruz Azul or somebody like that starts throwing some, you know, eight, eight, uh, an eight million, eight-figure transfer fee uh, without, 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 without breaking a sweat. And or or oh, yeah. he, he may even have a have a have a shot at going to Europe too. I mean, he's a really good player. He's a 
I would be scared to death. And, and he showed it tonight. He, I mean, he got a great – I thought LAFC's game plan was so brilliant because they were – like in the first half, their whole strategy was to tire out the wingers uh, or Tigres' uh, uh, wingbacks so that they could, you know, hit them with, with Vela and Rossi in the second half. And it worked so well up until they scored. And then for whatever reason, LAFC just – it's almost like they thought that, that the game was over, so to speak. Oh, we've done We've got the goal. And they just didn't – they just completely relaxed. It was just – it was so weird. And then, they, like, you know, I mean, you know, Degas pounced. I mean, they, they took advantage of it. It was just a really um, – it, it, was, it was a very strange way for LAFC to, to play a, a, after they got the goal. They, 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 just, they just didn't uh, – for whatever reason, they, they just didn't – they, they, they just – the game changed when they scored, and, and, and it didn't change for the better for them. Uh, but they just, for whatever reason, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure what it was. But I said, is that a thing that you see when you watch them in the uh, in, in in the local league? I mean, do, do they kind of take 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 the Jets off if they get a goal like that, or do, are they always just constantly pushing and, and trying to score more and score more and score more? I would have to make the argument that LASD does make the effort to continue to push and pressure the opponent if they right. are leading, and especially if they do secure, like, let's say, a 2-0 lead. However, mm-hmm. it is our defense that we are still lacking in, unfortunately, that we still need to continue to build off of. Um, ever since the departure of Walker Zimmerman, I think they've been having trouble filling in that role, and we kind of even saw that tonight with the second goal with Vermeer. Uh, we are still trying to figure out the goalkeepers. I personally would have liked to see Pablo Mega start tonight in goal instead of Vermeer, but uh, it's just something that we will have to continue to work on. We're only three years old, so or the club is three years old, so they're, they're still sure. No, I mean out in terms of that, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean I agree. Earlier, I mean, I mean. Uh... No, I'm just gonna say I, I agree. I mean, you know, the fact that LAFC is, as you put, is only, is only three years old, and they're playing as well as they played. I mean, I mean that first goal they scored. I mean that was just. I mean that was just. A, that was a piece of magic. I mean that was such a pretty goal, and uh, and, and and then for them to have accomplished what they have accomplished in, in such a short period of time. I mean, it, it's it, it's gotta just be. Uh, I mean, you know, for a fan of LAFC to know that the future. You can't even say that the future is bright because the present is bright. I mean, every everything is just so. You know, the the, the only thing that's lacking for them is 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 is, is, uh, is is getting that hardware. And I think I think it's coming. I think that they, uh, you know, they they just don't have. You know, it's one. You know, like you said, it, it's one thing to play uh, once, but but when it comes to games like this, they, they, that's just it, it's the. You can't duplicate speed and the pressure. And the, and the nerves and 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 the and the, the anxiety excitement uh, of, of of games like this and LAFC just because of the fact that they well they just haven't been around uh, just just don't quite have that you know, they're getting it and I think that you know you know they've 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 come close to making a final they've made a final they they only have one step left and I think it's coming sooner than later for LAFC I mean they are uh, it, it is. Uh, they're an impressive team, and they are fun to watch. And and because they're fun to watch, I agree. Out of study, it's because, you know, now now they have to be boring to watch so that they can start so they can solidify that defense. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't <laughs> agree more. LESC has definitely come a long way, and they will continue to make progress as they uh, move on throughout the years. Uh, hopefully, we do see them continue to 
go on to bigger tournaments such as, like, you know, the CCL. Um, to, to your point earlier of what you were saying about Carlos Bella and the possibility of him leaving for a bigger bigger figure, we have seen those uh, transfer rumors already in such a short amount of time. I believe it was earlier this year there was uh, some interest from FC Barcelona for Vela, including um, interest from Europe for Diego Rossi. So the more that LESC continues to improve and showcase their abilities, we will see more of those rumors coming down the pipeline. But putting those to the side, I'm definitely looking forward to the next season and seeing what this team can pull off. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, look, let's be honest. Um, the front office uh, people of LAFC are, you know, Thorrington has done a great job uh, with the club. Bob Bradley has all, in my opinion, Bob Bradley will always do a great job managing uh, his players, managing this team. Uh, the future is very bright, and uh, it just they just need to probably tinker a little more uh, to become even a better team, not only in, in MLS, but when they are able to qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League. And, look, let's also say the Open Cup as well. I mean, that's no, nothing to sneeze at, at the title that you can still get into the Champions League with. Um, definitely there's a bright future with LAFC ever since they started about two, three years ago. So uh, for for sure, Araceli, LAFC has really grown very quickly. But I think the next thing to hit, and I'm not saying, you know, uh, the day that Vela is gone or Rossi's gone, you know, you might have to hunt for more designated players. But the point is, is that Los Angeles Football Club is a designate is a destination for players to come over. Yes, I couldn't agree more. LAFC has definitely turned into that club uh, of a spotlight for other players that are showing interest. Even the signing of Carlos Vela was a big beacon point just for players from Liga MX. We saw that this year with the signing of Alan Polito and Cesaro. It, and it'll just continue to grow as the years go on. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, some news to pass along, obviously, for both of you. We all knew that the little uh, fracas we had between Miguel Herrera and uh, Ante Razov, assistant coach, uh, of LAFC. Uh, both men got a four-match suspension in CONCACAF club tournament play, and Miguel Herrera also got uh, an additional match suspension uh, by CONCACAF due to the fact that he did not stay in the locker room. He did not go to a luxury box at Explorer Stadium. He went five, six rows behind his bench uh, and his technical area and had a walkie-talkie to communicate with his coaching staff, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, in some ways, uh, John, because we found out yesterday, uh, Miguel Herrera was sacked by club America, uh, after the loss or the way that, uh, the way that the club acted during the match. I don't know which one it was, but club America said, we've had enough. You promised us you wouldn't do this again. And he did it again at halftime, and uh, he is no longer managing the club. Did we just lose John? Sorry. Uh, oh, John, are you there? 
Daniel, sorry about okay. that. I'm still here. I was, I was on mute, okay. and then I moved my microphone like a goober. But uh, I'm sitting here just yakking away, <laughs> thinking that I was on the air. Uh, the, uh, I mean, I told you this was going to happen. I, I told you that you know they had, yep. they, were, they were not playing well. Uh, they had a, they had a, uh, they did a decent tournament. I mean, good. They ended up in third. Yep. But, uh, but they lost to their big rival uh, in the playoff, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's like, it's a big no-no. And then, and then they, they lost to, to Atlanta, uh, even though they, they, they didn't play well, and uh, only because they had a, a win, 3 nothing, you know, way back when in February, whatever it was, they were able to advance. And they did not play well at all against, uh, against LAFC. Uh, made some just brutal mistakes that ended up costing them the match. And, of course, uh, you know, he lost his temper. And this is what we – I mean, for – I've been on the show for years, and I don't know how many times I've yep. said, you know, he's a good coach, but his, but his temper will, will always be his downfall. And this is the second gigantic job that he's, that he's landed and that he's lost because his temper gets the best of him. I mean, and, and, it's, and it's not just, uh, you, know, just, you know, just a guy, you know, yelling at people. I mean, this is a guy who, like, hits guys. And, uh, you know, once was, oh, my goodness, and now he's done it twice. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's not a good look. I mean, America, you know, at this point, I mean, they really had no choice. Uh, you know, will will he land somewhere else? Who knows? I'm sure he will. He's, he's a good coach. Uh, you know, there's a, a – that is the one you – know, I, I honestly believe that, that, that he had a really legitimate chance of, of being of being a coach that could coach uh, you know a, a national team even in South America. I know that he was rumored for to to be Colombia's head coach. I don't know if that's going to happen now. I thought he was one of the one of the few coaches uh, in this part of the world that could have, that could get experience in Europe, like like Bob Bradley has, like uh, Javier Aguirre has. Um, and I, I just don't see how that how that can happen anymore after after him doing this not once but twice. It's really unfortunate mm-hmm. because you know again I I, I think he's a uh, He's he's a good coach. There, there there there's no doubt about it. I mean, he he gets the best out of out of teams, and he has everywhere he's gone, every, everywhere he's gone. And um, yeah, but every, you know, in, in a lot of those in a lot of those situations, it has been his. It, it has been the way that he conducts himself when he, when he uh, loses a little uh, control that that ends up defining who he is. And he did it. He, he did it yet again. And it's just a, it's a, it's it, it, it's to this point. It's almost sad to see. It's because you you don't. I mean, you know, you know, guy. People have, you know, people have to deal with. Everyone has demons that they have to deal with. And you know, you know, for some some people, the demons win. And it's just it's just it's just really unfortunate to see to see that play out so publicly. You know, for for, for a guy yeah. like that, and hopefully uh, hopefully he'll learn and. Uh, you know, if, if he's so. lucky enough to get to get him to get another gig, uh, I mean, I guess you know he we waited, he he did wait five years in between uh, between blowups, so I guess that was a, you know that was a good thing for him. He can he can go back to yeah, the meeting and start on his on his day on his day one chip now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's go ahead and say goodbye to Araceli Villanueva. The LAFC press conference has just already started, so Araceli, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure to talk with both of you tonight. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. All right. Araceli Villanueva from Switch the Pitch uh, joined us on the LAFC side of things. Um, And once again, we're still here with John Drew. 
how lucky yep. is she that that's the team that she gets to cover her. I mean, I, I mean, know. they are, I mean, you know, aside from being in a team in LA, you know, which, you know, LA is, 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 a, is a, as you pointed out, a, a destination uh, franchise for, for, for players. But I mean, it's, I mean, they've, 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 they do such a great job at marketing and, you know, they're having the, the nice stadium. I mean, they, they bring uh, talent that, you know, they've, 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 they have sold the sizzle and the sizzle is fantastic. But as I just pointed out, now they need to bring the potatoes in, you know, and the boring stuff, yeah. you know, the, the bland gravy, you know, the stuff that, that, mm-hmm. that, that keeps everything, keeps everything together. They need those glue guys. And uh, they just, they just don't have a, uh, as she pointed out, a solid enough. I mean, we saw it, and how many, how many years in MLS have they just been just thrashed out of the, uh, out of the playoffs? Because of the oh, fact that their defense just is, is isn't at the same level as as their offense. And uh, you know, I thought things were no, going to be different today. It's just it's just weird to me that tonight. I mean, it, I just feel like you know, as Adesanya pointed out, I mean, this is a team that goes for the throat. I mean, they score. I mean, you know, I I, I work with uh, Houston Dynamo. And you know we had the LAFC toward the end of the season, and it was zero zero at halftime. It was four zero by the time the game was over. I mean they, it is they are just relentless. They are relentless, and for they whatever are. reason, Daniel, it just it just didn't happen tonight. They got the one goal. They had a chance. Vela had that chance to get the second one. It gets it gets deflected by a by a Tigres defender. And I mean like from that yep. point on, it was like someone popped, just let all the air out of the balloon, and uh, LAFC for whatever reason just could not uh, close get that the, uh, they, they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't get second one and then they couldn't stop digging us from scoring. And I mean, it, you know, this is, this, this has to, you know, this is the one uh, point I was kind of making without a send is, is that, you know, the very young team, I mean, they, they don't, they haven't played in games like this. Tigres has been playing in games like this no. for 10 years. You know, the, I mean, not, not every player, obviously, but, but I mean, obviously the coaching, I mean, they, they, they are, they are so used to having this kind of pressure that uh, now, now they don't always necessarily deal with it the best either. I mean, I mean, they've, they've, they've lost about as many as they've won. I mean, there's no question about that, but I mean, they've, I mean, Dignas has played in what, how many, you know, five or six league at Mekis finals over the past five years, uh, you know, cause they do play the two tournaments. Uh, they've, this is mm-hmm. what their fourth CONCACAF. I mean, so they played like in 10 finals in five years. Yeah. Yeah. Name me a team in in the world that has played in that many finals in five years. I mean, there there aren't that many. So I mean, they had the experience. No, I, mean, really I think isn't. that. I mean, honestly, when Tigres got that first one, I think there was no doubt in their mind that they were going to get the second one. And and I think LAFC started to panic a little. I think they started they started to feel what you know, they had. You know what what was so important about this game, and uh, you know I just I just think that Tigres at that point. They were they 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 went down. They got it. I mean, they they came very close to getting getting it back uh, immediately after, but they got it back like really quick. And I think from that point on, I think they said, you know what, we don't know if we're going to get back here again. We can't let this opportunity get away. And they went and got that second goal. And <laughs> the minute it happened, and here's the difference. And again, here's for for uh, for how two guys. He literally took out all of his wingers and put in central defenders and said. <laughs> Gonna make sure that we hold this lead until the end, and you know they held yeah. on for ten minutes. And, so I mean, he literally took out his wingers and put in two more central defenders. 
Oh yeah, God loves Tuca. Oh, that that's Tuca. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, the man, the man is a the well, man is a brilliant. The man has a brilliant mind. He knows he knows when he's got the lead, he's going to clamp down and make sure that a second ball will not get past his keeper. It won't even go into extra time at least. He. This is why you know. This is why I wanted. You know the the chess match between Bob Bradley and Miguel Herrera, but we saw you know foolishness and stupidity. Here, right. I didn't have a problem because you knew you're going to get a chess match here, and we got it, and it was excellent. And it, this was the one thing I wanted, the one thing that I truly wanted. <coughs> Excuse me, I want I didn't want chaos. I didn't want um, you know silly fouls. I didn't want baiting. I didn't want you know. Oh, I'm gonna say this about you know your mother, your father, or whatever. I'm not here sure. to taunt you. I wanted a hard-nosed final, a match that you can say that was damn good, and that is. Really needed. They really, really needed to have the glitz, the glamour, the the two uh, managers with a pedigree that you can't even touch it. You can't touch it. And that's yeah, why I, mean, I was I so there's, happy there's no question. and Bob going after it. Yeah, uh, that, that they're uh, in their respective leagues. I thought that it may be Bruce Arena, but I do think that actually uh, just because of, of Bob's travels around the world, you know, two more, more yeah. accomplished coaches in, in, in the league, in, in their respective leagues than those two guys. And I got to tell you, I was um, – you know, I thought LAFC. I thought that their game plan was just working out beautifully because the it uh, was. You know, they 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 were pressuring Tigres. You know, Tigres. You know, Liga and Mekis teams they they rarely pressure only only because you know most teams play at altitude. You just you can't do it because you're just going to wipe yourself out. So, right. uh, you know, LAFC. You know, they 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 have the high pressure the, the entire first half. You know, they're forcing uh, mm. Tigres' wingers to run up and down and up and down and up and down. So you're thinking, oh, they're going to just get, get exhausted. And then, uh, you know, and then they get the goal um, when uh, uh, Rossi scores. You think, oh, they bought out. That, that worked out. I mean, you couldn't have asked for that plan to work out any better. And uh, and the midfield, I thought, completely dominated. Uh, Tigres in the first half and started in the second. But, but again, I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just baffled by uh, you know, maybe it was something that that, that, that I'm, I'm I'm not as technically savvy as, as far as watching games as, as maybe I should be, but it just seemed to me that 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 LAFC had they thought that they had it in the bag and they just like all right you know we're just gonna we're just gonna play out the clock but it was like it was, they had like half an hour to go <laughs> you know they had to I, I, I keep going and and for whatever reason it didn't happen and uh, and so I think you know that uh, Duca may made some changes. And some of the guys he brought on, you know, just, you know I have to give him some fresh legs, this and that. But uh, but again, you know, I, I think that this that, that this is something that probably that doesn't go as noticed. But Mexican teams usually are extremely well conditioned, and and, and the player that Bob thought they they had to tire out was the right wing back Chacon Rodriguez. He's the one that makes the big run to set up Chignac on, on the game winner, and yeah. uh, and so he wasn't. I mean, so he wasn't necessarily as tired out. As uh, as maybe you know, uh, LAFC thought they were going to make him, uh, which is uh, you know again it, it just like you said it was just it just a testament to to how he, you know each of them were playing. Uh, I mean I thought LAFC just was was totally outplaying Tigres, 
but but neither but neither mm-hmm. team was was anywhere close to scoring a goal in the first half. It was, uh, but but if, if any team was closer, I guess it would have been LAFC. But uh, the, you know, obviously the second half was was, was different, and the, and the legs were going to get tired. But it was, I, as you pointed out, Daniel, it was, it was a good hard nosed final. I think, like I said, I think both teams they respect each other enough to yes, there were going to be some fouls, going to be some hard but it wasn't going to be personal. And they're you know they were going to be. I mean, I don't know how many times you know a guy just gets decked right, and then the guy that right. you know the the, the the offender comes in and helps the guy. Hey man, you know I decked you. You're right. You know, part of the game, and just lifted them up, patted each other. You know, they each patted each other on the fanny, and off they went. And uh, I'm, 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 I saw it like three or four times. I mean, it's just, it's just. I mean, they both understood, and I think the referee understood it was that the referees of the game, so to speak, were going to be the players. It's like, oh, you think you're going to get by me? No, you're not. Boom. You know, it's going to be a foul, but you know, the, I, I think right. That's why we didn't see any cards tonight, and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. That's right. You know, as long as, as, as long no, as. No, so call, am I. The same on both sides, and uh, he, was, exactly. he was very consistent. Now, 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 the penalty again to me was a. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I, I just think that the uh, the blessing just oversold it. I, I think if he would have, uh, if he would have flailed a little bit more on the pole instead of embellishing with an extra trip, I, th- I think that he would have gotten it because you know you have to. Yeah. You can't just rely on the referee to go to see that, you know, because maybe the referee was watching the feet. Maybe he never even saw the pole, you know? You can't expect the referee to rely on them. So you got to give him something to, you got to give him a little extra sometimes. And uh, I know people don't like to hear that. I know that people think that the game should be played with water, this and that. But you're trying to win a game. You know, you want to, Yeah. sometimes you need to, you know, I mean, how many times have you, uh, and by the way, Daniel, and, I, and you, I, I usually try not to bring it up, but, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, were you were you happy or sad that the Jets won this weekend? Be honest. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you, John. Uh, I was happy that the Jets won because good, all I wanted so was one victory for this season. You're a good fan. You're you're a good fan. So you, so you get their one <laughs> win. They're still going to get the number one draft pick. They get their one win. So you don't have you don't have the the the, the ignominy of going of going six uh, zero and sixteen. So you get you get your exactly. one win. Then you, you see you're 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 a good fan. You're a good fan. Yes, I am. I am. So, um, yeah. Strength of schedule, unfortunately, is in favor of uh, Jacksonville because they are also at the same record the Jets have. So Jacksonville will get the overall number one pick, and then the but Jets didn't will be play, number two, which is fine. Didn't they play each other? Didn't they play nope. each other? Nope. 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 Oh. Nope. Not this year. So that's oh, a bit man. of a drawback so right a... now, but. So oh listen, so you know I think that means. Jacksonville that means, well, that means, that means that Trevor Lawrence is going to go to is going to go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, let me just say this: the Johnsons have ruined Sam Darnold, so I'm afraid they'll ruin Trevor Lawrence. So I mean, unless they fire the head coach, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Sam there. Darnold was never was never going to be that guy. He was never going to be that guy. Oh, I didn't say he would. No, I I just felt that he was going to be our franchise quarterback. That's it. I didn't think he was going to be like a super duper guy. I thought at least he would have you know at least yeah, you know he, proper he, weapons around him, and he would at least he, do yeah, better. But he, he just was, he just was never that guy. I mean. Sometimes you can just tell, like when a guy comes, you know, in college, he comes out, it's like, you know, like, eh, you know, he's just, you know, you can just, and I think Sam Darnold was one of those. So I don't even think he played enough in, in college to, 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 to war. It's kind of like Mark, Mark Sanchez was, anyway, anyway. Oh, we, we, this, this is a whole, a black hole we don't want to get into today, and I apologize for bringing it up. No. Because no, I know no. that we can it's go okay. on and on. <laughs> we probably can. 
we probably can't yeah. talk about it. But uh, on and on and on and on. But you know, seriously though, uh, <laughs> uh, some news to pass along as well. If you follow John Arnold, of course, uh, on Twitter, it's Arnold, comma John J O N. Um, apparently, he caught a uh, a tweet from the uh, Scotiabank Concacaf Champions League Twitter account where he was talking. Uh, Victor Montagliani, president. Uh, and Canadian representative of the Confederation, where uh, he was on TSN Sports about plans to grow the C- uh, the Champions League here in CONCACAF, and he says we will be expanding our Champions League in 2023 to more games, uh, more often, more relevancy, uh, taking into account some of the things we need to learn from others, and that's what Victor Montagliani said, told TSN about plans to expand the CONCACAF Champions League. Personally, John, I would love to see them not only bring back the group stage, um, have probably, I, I don't know if you can ask for at least maybe um, four groups of four or six groups of four if that happens. I mean, I'm pushing it. I know I am. I don't know if that will happen, but I think so far the CONCACAF League has been a big thing to allow these teams to compete that are not in Mexico, that are not in the United States. Uh, they're you allowing know, the Canadian uh, Premier League to compete and, and these other nations sure. in Central and the, and the Caribbean to improve. And, and I think the improvement has really been huge for this confederation, if you think about it, in international club competition. Uh, I do think that, honestly, I think the format they have now, I think work works better because uh, – now, I will say I think that maybe they could – you know, just to make – if they are going to have a group stage, instead of having, you know, all four Mexican teams go straight to the round of 16 or whatever it is, maybe they should just have two, you know, the, the two winners and let the other two play in the group stage. But 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 I do think that uh, – that it's okay to have a buy all the way to the, to the knockouts. Uh, that doesn't necessarily bother me as much. Now I will say I've been, and I mm-hmm. thought, and it's unfortunately that we've run into this, uh, you know, for many reasons, but you know, the, 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 the pandemic uh, seems to have put the kibosh on what I was really getting excited about was the, 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 the uh, Confed cup replacement tournament was going to be like a, like a world cup, but for club teams, like 24 club teams. Right. So the, you know that would mm-hmm. be what LAFC would have made that tournament. You know, had they made the final here, which would be would be frankly just fantastic. I think it'd be a, yeah, an, I mean that honestly, I think I think could come extremely close to rivaling the World Cup as far as popularity. I think it'd be one hell of a tournament. And um, I'm, I'm hoping oh, yeah. that that to me, I think is a tournament that I think that has to happen because I think that would and, and you know the best part about it is they can play it. You know, like you know, during uh, European teams' preseason, and they could just treat it as their preseason. Those clubs that are in it. Oh yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Why I, not? I mean, I, th- I think yeah. I mean, I think it would be a slam dunk. And like I said, I think it would, it would, uh, it would, it would come extremely close to rivaling the World Cup as far as popularity and importance. If if they have a tournament like that, I think yeah. it'd be no, just, absolutely. Uh, it would be it would be so much fun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So oh, no, it really would be. That, yeah. No, absolutely. And like I said, I think they absolutely. could play it, you know, as the you know, mm-hmm. kind of like to replace the, the Confed Cup as the uh, as, as the World Cup uh, uh, dress rehearsal. Uh, Sixteen teams, mm-hmm. uh, you know, play it in the, the year before the World Cup in the 
in the country that's hosting the World Cup, it would just be gigantic. It would be so much fun, and it would be. Uh, so I'm hoping that that's that, that's where that goes. But I think, uh, honestly, I do think that the uh, the way that the, that the tournament is formatted now, I think it's fine. Uh, I think you're asking. Uh, again, I've always thought that there uh, probably should be as many MLS teams. I think I think, I think three uh, is good, and then let the let the Canadian teams, as you pointed out. I think the MLS teams should play the Canadian Premier League teams for spots in the in the Champions League. Like they have their own little, I think they have their own little, the Voyagers Cup. Uh, I'm not sure. Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm, that that is like all all of Canada's teams, right? Like, right. like so whether they play in MLS or in the Premier League, they play. Yeah, that. like the Open Cup. So to me, I, I I think that should be the the tournament that 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 gives Canada its uh, its spot in the in in the in the Champions League. At least one of them, but but I don't think that they should automatically right. get one uh, from MLS at all. I, I totally disagree with that. I think that should be a, a Canadian. That that spot should be awarded by by playing in Canada, in my opinion, against Canadian teams, not just right. the three MLS teams. So hopefully that'll uh, hopefully that'll happen. I hope so too. I hope so too. We'll see what happens, obviously, down the road. And this would this would be implemented in 2023. That uh, Montagliani is saying no, it's not going to be next year or the year after. It'll definitely be. Well, he'll still say it's going to be like in 2023. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen and how it gets drawn up. Uh, but still, though, I, I personally would like to see uh, the group stages return and then uh, go straight to a knockout. Well, but you know, like we, we see... have the group stages, Daniel. We just don't have the the uh, MLS teams or or you got Mexican teams in them. And the reality is, is right. that, you know, out of all those years that they had group stages, I mean, I know MLS teams probably didn't do as well, but I mean, there were, I think, mean, just two instances in the entirety of, of all four teams in the four or five years or whatever it was that they did that, that Liga Mekis teams didn't advance past that. And so to me, it's like, you know, I mean, just the level of competition just is nowhere near the same. And that's why I do think that the, uh, the way they have the group stage now, where it's, where it's much more competitive for everyone that's involved, I, I do, I do believe uh, is, is a much better way to go for this tournament uh, because of that reason, because you're, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes when the little Nicaraguan team comes and plays at the side of second, I mean, it could get, it could get ugly and it has. <laughs> and, uh, yep. So, I mean, I, I do think that the, the having the group stage where they do it to where, uh, it, you know, kind of like the way that we're going to do the world cup qualifying that we're going to, you know, give, give the, uh, the more modest teams a, a much better opportunity of, of possibly qualifying for a World Cup, which is great. So I do think that this is a, a much better way to get more modest teams to uh, – I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if you're, you know, whoever you are from El Salvador, and if you're in a group stage with, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a Costa Rican team and a Mexican team, and then – so I mean, I mean, your chances are pretty slim. To make to, to make yeah. it to the to make it to the knockouts, but if, but if, but if you don't have those two teams in your group, or maybe you just have one of those teams, then 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 you feel a lot better about your chances of making of making it uh, into in, into the knockout stage. So that's why I think I think I think, I think it's much fairer for the uh, for for everyone involved to do it the way they're doing it. Um, and you know, let's be honest. I mean, it's you know the the, the games like that aren't, aren't the sexiest either when uh, when uh, the, they just don't have the, the panache of some of the other teams in, the, in this region, and so it just makes it hard. To, it, 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 it is hard. It, they're hard to market. 
So, so that's I think another reason why uh, it, it is it is done the way it's done. Yeah, that's true. That's true there too. Well, we'll see what happens down the road, John. But I have to say this: I think we had another successful uh, Champions League uh, tournament especially with the whole pandemic interfering with it, unfortunately. But you know what, though? I think I, I really believe we had the two best teams getting into the final, and they really put on a show for everybody. They did. And we have to, have, you know, we have to remember a couple of things. Uh, you know, we talked about it last, last game, um, or last time we had this conversation. LAFC couldn't have, couldn't have asked for a better opportunity to make it to a final. You know, they, they get to play two Mexico City teams outside of Mexico City on a, in a one-off, which is massive. You know, and then they get to play. Uh, you know, they they get to play. You know, Figueres again uh, in, a, in a one-off in a neutral site. I mean, it, it couldn't have been laid out better for them. They they came out and 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 and, and took the initiative and got the first goal, and uh, and uh, unfortunately weren't able to. You know, for them weren't weren't able to hang on, and then and then for Tigres to to to, to finally win this after their fourth chance. Uh, and coming from behind to do it is just it's just massive for them. So it's uh, you know uh, you know for for for, for, for Tuca, who's won everything he could possibly win except for this. You know finally getting this is like is is literally like uh, like 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 putting you know the last jewel in some sort of um, you know crown that uh, that really makes uh, it just it just makes a huge. You know, I'm just I'm just really happy for the guy. It's a it's a it is a credit achievement for for a man who's had a an unbelievable career. Yep, and you know they were showing the highlights on Fox Sports too, and I was like, oh my God, John, you were right. Tuca did celebrate like crazy <laughs> after they got that second goal. <laughs> right, yeah, it was so, it was so unlike him to do it. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable that he was able to finally let go and celebrate uh, this 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 uh, moment for himself. That's just wonderful, you know. You know, even as hard of a manager as he is and a taskmaster that he is, he knew uh, that he had to keep himself calm until that finally that magical moment popped up and he finally let go. Which I'm so happy to see that because you know my motto is this: scream it like you mean it. And boy, did he ever! He did, and, and you know he he, he uh, he's an emotional guy, but you don't ever really see him. Although occasionally, and, and I'm curious, you know, usually when he wins big championships like this, they shave his mustache off. So I'm curious if uh, if we're going to see Tuca without a, without a mustache um, tomorrow. Well, you that, know. That, is, that is that is that is the tradition when he wins a trophy is that they get to shave his mustache off. Well, you know, John, uh, there's always uh, William Hill. There's FanDuel. There's uh, DraftKings. So who knows? Maybe that is on the table. <laughs> possibly, possibly. It, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Tuka can be that. Uh, you know, he could be like the, the the handicapper on TV for some of this stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then he screams on the TV when it doesn't go his way. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Well, you know, John. Listen. Thank you as always for being a part of these shows. Uh, obviously, I try to learn as much as I can from you with Liga MX and uh, and going forward. And you know, we're gonna have a hell of a hell of a year now. Uh, we got the Concacaf Nations League. We got uh, the Gold Cup, World Cup qualifying will be underway in September. 
uh, we are going to have ourselves a very busy 2021. And as soon as uh, we get ready to start restart the calendar again for league for league play uh, and clubs involving themselves in league competitions, uh, Champions League will restart very quickly. So uh, it's going to be very exciting, John, to see what's going to happen here. And uh, I cannot wait to get back yeah. into the swing of things. Yeah, those uh, those triple shots are uh, are going to be interesting, to say the least. Oh yeah, and, uh, World Cup qualifying roll, uh, rolls back up. I mean, that's you're asking a lot. I mean, you're yep. going to have to call thirty dudes. You're going to have to call like thirty dudes in for those. It's oh, gonna, I know. It, it is going to be. It is going to be interesting. I mean, you really cannot burn out a single player and have him play three times uh, in in a World Cup qualifying uh, week, I mean, you're really asking a lot. you got to have these players taking a break uh, from their club sides uh, and then go straight into a camp where you don't have much time to get acclimated. I mean, you got to make sure the chemistry is there, you know, pinpoint, pinpoint, you know, point blank, have this chemistry going and playing these World Cup qualifiers because I'm telling you right now, if you're expecting a game, maybe a break, and then coming off the bench, I think that's the only way you can do it. You can't use your starters more than twice or or at least have them play three times and one of them comes off the bench. You, you're just going to have to expand these rosters uh, to get, um, you know, whether you'll, you'll get the result or not. You really need to make sure you're going to have a bunch of players ready to go for three matches, except for November, of course, but... September, October, and then next year, January and March. I mean, you know, one slip and it's over. Yeah, you're right. No, you, well, yes and no, because it's, uh, there's going to be eight teams. So that means you have two extra home mm-hmm. games against, against teams that would have, probably have no business being in the, uh, in, in, in the final eight. So, uh, but then again, I mean, you, I mean it's kind of like when, when Europe has like the Faroe Islands in the group, basically those games don't count. Have you ever noticed that? Like 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 the yeah, like if you ever read the rules, it's like the game against the team that ends up in last place. Those those points are deducted from your total. So I guess in that sense, you're probably right. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Uh, teams are gonna have to. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be. I mean if you, those that that third game is gonna be is gonna be absolutely crucial. I mean I mean I mean oh, yeah. they're basically gonna have to play with with with, with a different eleven completely. I mean yeah, those games are gonna oh, be. Yeah. Uh, and 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 if and if, you, if that happens to be the, you know, the away game in El Salvador or something like that, I mean, it's like, you know, you know, just uh, grab on, grab grab on to something because it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yep, it really is. It really is going to be. John, as always, thank you very much. Have a good night. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And uh, also tell the boys on the podcast I said hello and Merry Christmas to them and their family. Um, sure. And I'll talk to you next year. Have a good night, and thank you as always, John. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Daniel. I, uh, I hope you uh, you enjoyed your uh, your your festival, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk again next year. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a good night, John. Cheers. Uh, cheers, John Jagu, uh, SoccerChronicles.com, Cantina MX podcast, talking about, of course. This CONCACAF Champions League uh, edition, uh, of course, we had a bump in the road due to the pandemic, but uh, it was able to be finished. 
crowned a champion. Tigres defeats Los Angeles Football Club by final of two goals to one, and they will move on to the FIFA Club World Cup uh, in February of 2021. So it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen uh, with the next edition going on in 2021. And, of course, um, we'll get to that next year as this is now officially the final show of the 2020 uh, Four Easties Fire American Soccer Show season as we've already crowned a champion in CONCACAF in the Champions League. So uh, I want to thank, once again, Araceli Villanueva from Switch the Pitch. I also, once again, thanking John Jagu for always giving me a helping hand with the Liga MX sides in my CONCACAF Champions League review shows. Now these post-game shows, which will go back to review shows um, for the next edition in 2021. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we will see what's going to happen. Uh, once again, Diego Rossi <clears throat> scores the opening goal in this one, and then two big goals. A lot, um, Ayala with the equalizer, and then, of course, Andre Pierre Ginoc with the match winner. Tuca Ferretti wins, finally wins his first CONCACAF Champions League title. Bob Bradley in uh, LAFC second place, but still, though, they did a great job. They did not disgrace themselves. They did a very good job. And it's really, really tough when you have a team like LAFC defeating Club Leon, Cruz Azul, Club America, Three consecutive Liga MX sides you defeat, but you couldn't get the fourth one to win the prize, unfortunately. But you know what, though? The future is bright for LAFC, obviously, down the road. But I want to thank all of you for uh, following my tweets for CONCACAF Champions League. I also want to say thank you for listening to the post-game show tonight. Once again, Club, excuse me, Tigres 2, LAFC 1, and that will do it for the 2020 season of the 40 Scenes Fire American Soccer Show. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please be careful. Please be safe. Stay vigilant until this pandemic is over. Please continue to wear your masks. Please wash your hands and all that other stuff. Please remain strong and vigilant. It's just a bump in the road. We will get back to normal. I believe we will get back to normal, and everything will be back and back to normal as soon as possible. As always, please enjoy your football. You have a good night. Thank you, everybody. Please take care. Please stay safe. Enjoy your football. Have a good night. Bye-bye for now. And now it's official time, officially the time, the two-week break. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care and good night.